Thank you for joining us on the Bethel Church Podcast, a weekly podcast designed to help you connect, love, disciple, and serve in the places you live, work, and play. Hosted by Pastor Jeremy Dean and Josh Consalvo, together they share in a discussion on the matters of life, faith, and doing ministry. To learn more about Bethel Church, you can visit lovingbethel.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. And welcome back to the Bethel Church Podcast. This is the third week in the Prayer Care Share series, and this is going to be the share episode, and this will close out this series of the podcast um, until we start our next one. I'm Josh Consalvo, uh, alongside our pastor at Bethel Church, Jeremy Dean. How are you, Jeremy? I'm doing good, as always. Looking forward to talking with you, Josh, about this, co- about this topic. Yes, so we are going to be talking about the share of the Prayer Care Share, and I thought that to open this one off, last week we talked about some music we've been listening to because um, we t- were you know, talking about music for a second. But I thought it would be fun to share something about ourselves. Um, and you know, we're going to be talking about sharing the gospel and, and what that means. And, I, and that is a very important part of our lives. It's a, it's a huge part of our lives. Um, and it ultimately is a passion in our lives. So I thought maybe we would share what are some other passions, some other hobbies, some things that you're really into, um, you know, what, what helps you turn off in, and when you're not, you know, working nine to five every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, I, I, I don't know how many other people really enjoy this, but I, I love to work with wood. Um, you know, and, uh, I don't know if I would call myself a carpenter or a woodworker. I don't think I qualify for any of those, but like right now though, I'm building a, a bookcase for my son to go in his room. My wife is so irritated that it's not done yet because mm-hmm. it takes time and it's slow and I just want to take my time with it. But I love doing that kind of stuff. I love playing games with my kids, man. So I probably love it more than my kids do. I, I tried the whole Friday game night family or family Friday game night, whatever it is. Right. And so Every time I ask about it now, they're like, no, dad, I don't want to play a game. But it's, it, I love it. It's fun. I, I enjoy well, it, that's a perfect transition to mine. And this should come as no surprise to anyone. Um, my hobby that is probably one of my favorites is board gaming. And um, I have uh, about, I, I would say I've been in this hobby uh, as a hobby gamer for about 10, 11 years. And it started with this game that I found called Cosmic Encounter. But that, that I can say for another time. But I have about 100 board games at home. Um, the, the games that I've been into lately, uh, one of them is called uh, Terraforming Mars, which is a game about uh, terraforming Mars. And it's very <laughs> it's very cool. It's very good. But there's another one I've been playing called Dice Throne, which is like a one-on-one combat game, which is really fun. I, 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 I keep telling Jeremy that one day I'm going to bring him in and we're going to play them. We haven't done it yet. Um, I don't know why not. Why yeah, not? But it's going to happen. Um, maybe sooner than later. And uh, yeah, so board gaming is something that I just find uh, as a hobby really fun because I love to play games. I, I love to be competitive. Um, but I also like I've never been a, like a collector, but I think that this has kind of brought out the collector side in me. I like to collect board games. I think they look cool on my shelf upstairs at our house. So anyway, that's 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 my one of my many bizarre hobbies. Um but yeah, and, and when I asked this question, I figured you would talk about your woodworking, which is something I have zero oh, man, I love, skill I love, in. <laughs> I love collecting the tools and all that kind of stuff, man. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. All right. So this week for the episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about sharing. So what what 
where are we going with this? Today? Yeah. Okay. So we have been in the prayer, care, share, right? So, um, and, and all through this, we really want to be praying about how to be on mission and, and praying on, on our own, but also with our families and with our small groups and our ministry teams. And, and last time we talked about caring, right? We want to make the most of the opportunities that God gives us to care for our neighbors, to love our neighbors, uh, to show them kindness, to show them the love of Christ and uh, to really invest in them and, and, and to be there for them. And so, um, but we do that also with the expectation that we'll have opportunity to share. And again, we talked last week um, a lot about, uh, you know, that, that it's not just a project. People are not just projects, right? We, uh, we, we, we want to love our neighbor no matter whether they become a, a Christ follower or not. If they never receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, we still want to love them uh, because we're called to do that and, 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 and they, they, are, they need that. Um, but, but we also want to make the opportunity, the most of the opportunity to share the truth with them. We even talked about with love in 1 Corinthians 13 that, that love you know, does not rejoice with wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It's the idea of if, if, if I really love my kids, I'm going to tell them that that stove eye is hot so that they stay away from it. Like I want to keep them safe. I love them that, enough, uh, that much to tell them the truth. Um, and so if we know that a neighbor or a friend or a family member or somebody is going the wrong way or, 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 or caught up in a temptation or sin, we want, we want to do in a loving and caring way, we want to come alongside them and help them, right? And uh, get them away from danger. That's really what that is all about. And so sharing is just that. We want to share the truth of Jesus Christ with them. And so today we want to talk about how do we do that? How do we share Jesus with people? Um, especially, uh, you know, there's a lot of different people. Some people know who Jesus is. They've got a church background, but then there's people who have no idea, right? And, and do we have to share the entire gospel every time from beginning to end? Or what does it look like? So we just want to dive into that stuff. Yeah, and, and this can probably be the most intimidating of, of the three things because, you know, you know, you might tense up and you might think, I have to give a full gospel presentation. I have to know every scripture uh, verse by verse. I need to be able to answer every question. I need to be just fully locked and loaded, ready to go. And if you are those things, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you for sure, I am not that. Um, Jeremy is more than he would probably admit. Um, but <laughs> but all that to say, um, it is... It is. It's not an easy thing, but it is something that um, that you can be good at yeah. and you can do. Yeah, you can you can practice it. You can get better. You can practice with your small group members, people who who already are followers, and and, and help each other out in that. I remember the the first time sharing the gospel with someone. Um, I, honestly, it was later in life. I was I was in I was in college at the time. You know, but before that. I mean, I had shared with people and talked with people about it, but never, I guess never, nobody who was really interested. But I remember I was serving as a volunteer uh, with the local youth ministry at my church. And we went on a, on a trip and there was a gospel presentation that was made at this event. And there were students who had responded to the invitation. And my youth pastor pulls me and a few others aside and said, hey, you need to go talk to, to this student over here and share the gospel with them and lead them to Christ. And I'm like, 
what? <laughs> you know, I'd never, I, I didn't expect that. I thought I was just like a chaperone on this trip. So I go outside, I sit with this student and, 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 and I, I really think I butchered it. <laughs> I think I did terrible, you know, and just looking back on it now, the wonderful thing about God's grace is that even though I might've like really messed some things up and said some things out of order at wrong, whatever it may be, the way we think about it, and that kid's fine. You know, that kid, I mean, every God worked it all out just, just the right way. But it, what I learned from that experience, though, is, man, I need to be ready. Right. I need to be prepared to give a defense for the hope that I have in me. I need to be ready to, to know if someone were to ask or, or the opportunity comes for me to tell people about Jesus, I need to be able to share and know what to say. Yeah, I, I'll share my kind of experience. I, I mean, I have a couple here and there that, you know, I, I just remember in high school, um, I had not... Well, I grew up in in New York, where where most people's people were not believers. That I did not grow up in an environment where I was surrounded by believers. So when my family moved down south, I, as a young kid, just then assumed it was the total opposite, and that I would only be surrounded by believers. Which you know, by and large, I, there was a lot that were much more like my neighbor was a pastor that I lived next to for most of my childhood. So like it was, it was much different, but I went into like life with that assumption that most people, you know, were Christians and that was not the case. And so uh, I I had a conversation with someone in, in ninth, 10th grade, whatever it was, and asked them like, Oh, so like, do you go to church? Where do you go to church? And when their response was, no, I don't. I, like froze and was shocked. Like I remember being like, Oh, I don't even know what to do with this. And I started get, try, try to figure out a way to like share and, and didn't in the slightest, didn't <laughs> share the gospel in any capacity. But I remember that conversation being like, what do I do with this? Like, Oh, like, uh, like I, I, I was, I was dumbfounded in that. And so that's kind of my first memory of an opportunity even to share the gospel and not having any clue what to do. Um, and so, so yeah, so like it's an intimidating thing. It's not, uh, it's not even like a supernatural thing to just like bring up these what can seem like super personal, um, you know, ideologies and faith and all these these things. But it is it is a, a hill that you can climb and overcome. Yeah, it certainly is. You know, and 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 we want to kind of help you manage that a little bit, right? When we talk about being prepared and being ready, um, we want to talk about what the gospel is for sure. But also, you know, what do we mean by what exactly are we sharing, right? What do we mean by gospel conversations? You'll hear me say gospel conversations a lot, and uh, so we want to talk about that. And but first, let me just share. The gospel. Uh, you can, you can. There's a number of ways you can look in scripture and find this. The Roman, what's traditionally called the Roman Road, um, are some verses that are in the Book of Romans. Uh, one, it, it Romans three twenty three says that all have fallen short, um, all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory, and that just indicates that we are all sinners and we need a savior. And, uh, and it's, it's everybody. It's not just anybody. So we can't, as church people, we can't look at others outside the church and think we're better than them because we're sinners just like they are. And uh, and we're need, in need of the same Savior just like they are. Um, there's another verse, Romans 6, 23, that says um, that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, right? What's the consequence of our sin? Very basically, it's death, that separation from God, that, that, that we've all sinned, we've broken this relationship with a holy God, and we're condemned for it, um, except for the fact that Jesus came 
to offer us eternal life, right? Romans 5.8 tells us that, that God showed his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, right? He loved his enemies. He did what he said we ought to do. And, and so he came and he died in our place on the cross so that we would have the forgiveness of our sins and not be separated from God forever. And then it tells us in Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Right? And so that's 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 the criteria. The criteria is that we acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and we believe that he died in my place to forgive me of my sins and that he rose again to give me eternal life. And that's that's the gospel in a nutshell. Did right? you remember all that, everyone? Did you, you're going to have to repeat it like that word for word to your friends. Oh, man, but we, we the podcast done. No, right? yeah. um, no we'll, we'll put all that in the show notes at the end so you, you can go back and look at those verses. Um, and, and there's probably some more you can kind of add in there. Um, but but there again, I mean, that's the gospel. And we want to eventually be able to talk about that and uh, with other people. But uh, when we are in this prayer care share, when we're on mission with other people, we're praying and for, for God to, to, to lead us on mission. We are caring for people. We want to make the most of these opportunities to share about Jesus. But it doesn't always, the opportunity to come out and share those verses and talk about it just like I did doesn't naturally just always come about. Right. You know, when I say gospel conversations, it really is anytime I can bring Jesus into it. Anytime I can bring the gospel into it. It might be that we talk about why is there evil? Why is there pain? Why am I as a, why am I struggling with this problem? And we can bring in, well, because we live in a fallen world and because people are sinners, because we make bad choices. We do things that are not right, right? We can bring that part of the gospel into the conversation, you know? Um, people might ask you, why, why, are you, why do you have a joy in your life? Well, how, how is it that you handle your problems so well? And then we can talk about the love that we have from Jesus, the, what he, Jesus has done for us, right? A gospel conversation is, is bringing Jesus into it at some point. Right. As believers, um, the Holy Spirit's living inside of us. So therefore, like, um, that's going to spill into our conversations. Like all of our conversations probably have, you know, hints of the gospel within them by the way that we interact with people, the way that, you know, that we've talked about the way that we love people and care for people, but the way that we talk to people is an in, uh, indication of, you know, who we are and, and who we are as believers are followers of Christ with the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us. So therefore, gospel conversations are not always just, you know, the three circles, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, uh, laying out the gospel in all of our conversations, but it is a part of, you know, the fabric of who we are. Yeah, certainly. And, and one, one area that you as a follower of Christ, if you're those of you listening, that you're already prepared is with your testimony. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we sharing with people? We're sharing the gospel for sure, but, but you can start with your own story about how you came to faith in Christ. I mean, you can recognize in your own life that there was a before Christ time, right? There was a time in my life that I lived um, in sin. I made bad choices. I did not have a relationship with Jesus. And that's a little bit different for everybody, but there's a time you can recognize I did not have a personal relationship with Jesus. And then there was a time when you recognized your sin and you recognized your need for him and you received Jesus. Uh, you confessed him as your Lord and you believed in your heart 
that, that, he, that he died for you, that he rose again, and you asked him to be Lord of your life. And, and, and he did, and he promised that he would. And he, you were saved in that moment. And then you can look at your life after that point. And you can see how you have been walking with the Lord, growing in Him, how He has guided you, how He has strengthened you, how He has provided for you. And you have all this testimony. You have all of this story of how God is working in your life. And, and, and no one no one can refute that. That's your experience. That's, that's what God has done in your life. And, and, and you're prepared already to share that testimony, share your story with the people you come in contact with. Yeah, and that is exactly right. You, can, No one can take your story away from you, and your story is a work of redemption from the Lord himself for those of you that have given your lives over to him. Um, and that is a wonderful place to start um, with with a gospel conversation. And, and, and to reiterate, you know, a lot of people might think, oh, I don't have a testimony. Like, I just, you know, went to church and got saved and, and now I'm living my life. And no, that is a testimony. A testimony is not, you know, no one has a better or worse testimony. We're all saved by grace ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your testimony is simply who I was before Christ, what, uh, you know, how I met Jesus and how I decided to give my life over to him and then how he's changed me. It's, it's those simple few things as a, a, a way that you can share with others. Uh, certainly. And, and, and as we talk about sharing, you know, we, we want to be able to share the gospel. We certainly can share a testimony, but, but it's sharing life with people that gives us the opportunity to share those other things. When we share life, that is when we do life together with our neighbors, when we do life together with our coworkers, when we are engaged with people around us. And that goes back to that care, caring for people are ways to engage with people. And going even further back, when we talk about prayer, we are praying for God to give us opportunity to engage, to care for people so that we then have opportunity to share these things we're talking about. So, so and you know, granted, there are times when, when you don't have opportunity to cultivate a meaningful relationship with someone because they're, the, they're, you're, they're your barista that you get coffee from. They're the clerk at the gas station you paid for, and you might want to make an, you have an opportunity to share something with them. That's totally great. You might not ever see that person again, right? You, you, you don't know, but that's probably more the exception. You know, we, we, we want to find ways where we can invest and spend time invested in people's lives. Okay, so you've gotten to that place with someone where you have that relationship and you're ready to take that next step in beginning a gospel conversation with them um, or any faith-based conversation with them. How how do we how do we do that? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I guess I'm an acronym kind of guy. This, this kind of helps me a little bit. Which is funny you say that because I will always remember when you first got here. You're like, I don't do alliteration. I don't do act. I'm not like I don't like to be the acronym guy. But you are the acronym. I, I am guy. the acronym guy. I know. I don't know why that is. I, I'm trying. I, I hate that about myself. No. Um, <laughs> no. But anyway, so so and this this actually I think has has been helpful for me. Um, whether it be the person that I just met or the person I've been with for a while, um, it's, it's, it's the word firm, F-I-R-M. Um, and really, it's, it's the, the F is family, right? And so everybody likes to talk about their family or their closest friendships. You know, everybody likes to talk about the people that they love. And, and so like for me, I love to talk about my kids. I love to talk about my wife. It's easy to talk about them. I love to just kind of you know, promote them and, and build them up. And so in talking with a stranger, talking with a neighbor, talking with someone that I, that I know really well, it's easy to talk about family. Um, and then the I is interests and, 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 and talking about, and, and again, I know I'm saying talking, but 
be listening, like listen to them talk about, ask about their family, ask about their relationships, ask about what they're interested in. We talked about the things that we are passionate about, woodworking and board games and stuff like that. Man, we could spend a lot of time if somebody's really interested and right. we could talk about those things really easily, right? And so you, you're able to have that conversation. Um, eventually, you want to get to R, and that's religion, or really their faith, right? What Some people are going to have a church background, a Christian background. Some people you're going to meet will have uh, an atheistic or naturalistic background. Some people are going to have some other religious faith background and stuff like that. And they, they may not have much of any kind of background. And it's good to ask. It's good to listen. And, and when you listen to them, they'll, that'll give you opportunity and credibility for them to listen to you, because most people are not not rude. You know, if you're going to, if you're engaged in this conversation, they're not just going to blow you off, you know? Um, and then finally the M is message is where you get the chance to share your testimony or share the actual gospel with them and, and, and share the message of Jesus with them. And again, that can be something that, you know, you feel the, the, the urge, the Holy Spirit leading you to kind of walk through that whole process, you know, because you just met this person and, and, and you don't, you're not going to have another opportunity maybe. And so you want to get it all out there. Maybe you feel led to do that. If the Holy Spirit leads you to do that. But I know in the relationships that I have, this takes time. You know, it, 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 that first encounter is a, hey, I'm Jeremy. You know, I live right over there. We're neighbors. Uh, what's your name? And we get to talking, right? And then the next time I see them, I continue this kind of conversation. Yeah, and so, you know, starting the conversation, once you get to that place where you're ready to do that, um, can, once again, can be an intimidating step, but I think that if you take, take baby bites out of it, baby steps out of it, um, you can do that. And I think that it can be, you know, I, I think it, 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 like I said, it gets baked into the fabric of, of the conversations you have with people because, you know, I'm, uh, I work at a church, but even if I didn't, I would probably be at church at least twice a week, probably something on Wednesday, a small group or a Sunday or whatever. And that's a part of my day to day life. And so the way I talk to people is like, yeah, well, I can't on Sunday morning. I'll be at church Sunday morning or, or, or whatever. I, I have this thing to do tonight, you know, with my group or, or whatever. It becomes a part of uh, of the conversations that you have. And so taking those next little steps of, you know, asking, you know, when you get to that R, that religion step, you know, what what is, you know, what's your church background or have you ever been to church or, you know, uh, do you believe in God? You know, when you get to conversations and comfort with people, it becomes easier to ask, at least in my experience for me, and maybe I'm just a little bolder sometimes than, than others, but it becomes easy to ask more personal or difficult, quote unquote, difficult questions. And, you know, that might, that might be intimidating to you, um, but ultimately to be mission minded is to have um, that loving goal in mind to reach the lost. Yeah. And the more time you spend with them, the the easier it will become. Right. You know, and that's with anything really, you know, and, 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 and so also, you know, we, so that's how to kind of start the conversation. That's kind of how to engage in those conversations, you know, but going back to this idea of preparation, um, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we get prepared to, to, for Jesus to be in our conversations for, 
for us to sh- be ready to share the gospel when that time comes. Um, and you kind of alluded to it a moment ago. It's just, it's, it's just, if this is who we are, this is we're filled with the Spirit, we're filled with Jesus, it's going to come out of us. I love the analogy of if you, if you take an orange and you squeeze it, orange juice is going to come out, right? You know, if, if, if God were to squeeze you, if life were to squeeze you, what comes out of you? Is it a bunch of anger and impatience and frustration and, and prejudice and all that kind of stuff? Or is it the love of Jesus and patience and kindness and care? Yeah, you, not to not to take this uh, that that analogy too far, but is it the fruit of the spirit? Yeah, you know, it's is it those things: the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Are those things coming out of you, um, which they should be exactly as someone who has the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of them? And the way that those things get filled into us is through. You know, being in God's word is through praying. We talked about prayer, right? Praying on your own, praying with your family, praying with your small group, with your ministry team, and just be engaged in that. Memorizing scripture, uh, you know, uh, being part of a prayer and Bible study group where you're studying the word together with others, where you're being on a ministry team, where you're serving and using the gifts and talents God has graced you with. Uh, to, to care for other people, right? The more you're engaged in those things, the more it fills you up. And when you are squeezed, even if the moment's tense, the right things come out. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the good news is that you are already prepared mm-hmm. uh, to do this. Um, you may need some fine tuning. You may need some training um, and, and to build yourself up, uh, but you are prepared to share the gospel with somebody, um, even if it's in its most simplistic form of saying, I love God. Do you love God? You know, like whatever, like if, if that's the conversation, if that's what it is, that is a form of sharing. And you may not have all the answers at every second. In fact, you don't. I don't. Jeremy doesn't. But ultimately, it's okay if you don't have all the answers because you're not going to have all the answers. And and sharing the gospel is not about having all the answers. In fact, it is a it is a it is built off of not having it all right. Right. I think, and I think that's, it's important because we don't want to give people the impression that we have it all together and that we're perfect because then they think the expectation is that they have to have it all together and be perfect. Right. And so you acknowledging, you don't know the answer, you acknowledging that you messed up, you're showing some of your vulnerabilities, man, that goes a long way in showing people that Christianity is the real deal. Right. Yeah. We are, we are saved by a perfect God because we are imperfect. Mm-hmm. If we were perfect, we would not need exactly a perfect God because exactly. we would have, we would be perfect ourselves. And that is very much not the case. Yeah. Um, so don't be intimidated by this idea of sharing with people um, because you are already prepared and you and that is still being worked out day to day in your life, especially if you are in the word, if you are memorizing scripture, if, we, if you are doing these things, if you are if you are surrounding yourself with believers, um, you're not alone in doing this either. And that's also very encouraging. Yeah. You know, so what do we what do we do in response? You know, our encouragement, we, we've been talking about prayer, care, share is one. One, I encourage you, if you haven't started yet, begin praying. Uh, to be on mission and God give you the 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 targets to be praying for the people to be praying for um, the helping asking him to help you recognize the needs around you and the people around you put put names and faces in your prayers so that you are seeing people and calling their names out to the Lord um, and then make the most of the opportunities that he does give you to care for people and when the time comes and the time is right having those gospel conversations planting those seeds sharing your testimony you know God's going to give it to you just be be obedient and be willing and available there and 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 I would encourage you as you do that don't 
think and don't get stuck in our individualistic culture. We think we have to do it all by ourselves. But the body of Christ, the church, is meant to do it together. Even Jesus sent his disciples out to, to care for people in, with, with a partner in pairs, right? So you're not by yourself. I, I, I encourage you to, to, to talk with your small group, talk with your family, talk with those volunteers on your ministry team, and encourage them to be engaged, that they're praying, that they're caring, that they're sharing. Talk about it when you met, talk about the times you messed up, how you, you flubbed it, right? Talk, talk about those opportunities that, that when it went really well and, and, and how you shared and man, it was really good, right? Talk about that. It's encouraging to hear, but then also understand and know that you're doing it with someone. I love the fact that I have a neighbor that I share with someone in, in a PBS group. And so we both have the same neighbor and we're both praying for our neighbor. Now we're not necessarily like tag teaming and going to the house together, but we're talking about our neighbor and loving our neighbor and praying for our neighbor at the same time. And, she, and she's caring and I'm going to find ways to care. And man, that's, that's such an awesome thing, I think. Yeah. And not to just like, you know, start to land the plane here, but, uh, in the show notes for this podcast are, are going is going to be you know a, a real resource for you to practice this. We're going to have kind of the gospel laid out along with questions that you guys can be talking and discussing through as you discuss this idea of sharing. But I I encourage you to to put this into into practice and and what I mean by that is twofold. One, practice it with one another. Um, practice it in a safe space where you can. You know, you are free to mess up. Not that you're not free to mess up, you know, when you're talking to you know, people that you're actually sharing with, but like a place where you can give yourselves extra amount of grace and and really practice these things. And and one one thing that uh, someone told me once and, and I, I was in like a training session for something like this. And um, one thing that we practiced doing, which I thought was fun and, and, and it may seem awkward or may be even just kind of silly, but like. Practice sharing the gospel and then practice the other person rejecting you. Mm, uh, yeah. Get an idea of what that might feel like for someone to say no or someone to not have any interest. And then, you know, when you can kind of cross that hurdle, you'll realize that that's the worst that can happen. Yeah. And ultimately, that's that, that that's not so bad as it may sound. Um because that's not going to ultimately cut off a relationship with someone. It could, but it probably won't. Right. Um, and, and I think that's a good thing to practice. So, but, so take take the discussion guide, practice sharing the gospel with one another, discuss these ideas of sharing, and then begin to put it into actual practice into your life. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and by the way, if, if someone does reject you, that doesn't necessarily mean you did it wrong. Right. Right. Because, again, it's not our responsibility for them to say yes. It's for us to share. Right. And, in fact, like... You, you, you may have really done it right if they rejected because, you know, the gospel, you know, promotes this idea that that you're a flawed human being and people don't like to hear that sometimes. Sure. Sure. So that about wraps us up for this uh, particular series of the podcast before we jump into our next topic. Um Anything else, Jeremy? You know, I would love to hear as as we've talked about this. Maybe if you if you share some of these with your small group or or your ministry team, I, I, we'd love to hear some testimonies. Like if you wanted to email us or contact the church office some way and just let us know, hey, you know, you had a success. You're able to share and talk with your neighbor. You were able to care in this way, or or if you have someone that you would like us to be praying for as a staff, we we would love to engage with you. So just let us know. Reach out to us. 
Yes. And so if you have enjoyed this uh, series of the podcast or this episode in particular, please feel free to share it with others. Um, you can copy the link to it probably here in, your, in a podcast app and, and text it to somebody or email it to somebody or just or just spread the word about it. Uh, not that it, it, it matters to us how many people are listening or how many downloads or whatever that that's that's, you know, we're not as worried about that, but we want this resource to go out to people that uh, could have great need and use for it. Um, and like we've said, we want this to, to complement what our small groups are already doing. So please uh, share this with your small group. Maybe um, use this as uh, as a as a icebreaker conversation to your to your small groups or to end the night or just bake it into the fabric of what you're already doing in your small group time. Um, but. For Jeremy Dean, I'm Josh Gonsalvo, and we will see you next time on the Bethel Church Podcast.